At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off a VSIN all access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today, and you'll also get our daily best bets emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus all our new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back in here to Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno. Appreciate you joining me. And starting your glorious college football bowl season with me, seven bowls on the slate today, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern, two bowls in the books from last night. So we are up and running with college football and bowl season. You know, it was telling you about the NFL schedule. In fact, I think starting on December 14th, all the way through January 6th, we have football, either college or pro, on every single day, which is glorious. Uh, so it is that time of year, the most wonderful time of year, as they say. And we do wish everybody a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and certainly appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with me here on Point Spread Saturday. Coming up later this hour, we'll talk with Ariel Epstein as we get through week 15 in the NFL side total props. Ariel from Yahoo Sports, one of the better prop players out there. They call the prop queen with good reason. So she will join us coming up later on in this show. But let's take a look at the New Year's Six Bowls and the college football playoff here. You know, we talked to Tim Brando last hour. He's not a fan of the opt-outs and doesn't like them, thinks that more players would stay around uh, if they were in a playoff-type scenario. Well, I don't 100% disagree. Um, I don't know that you necessarily stop all of the opt-outs. I think certain players are smart enough to realize guys opt out the entire season. So it doesn't mean that they'd be shy of opting out of a, a playoff game Um in the college football playoff, I, I think it would it minimize it. Yes, but I don't think it eliminates it completely. So from that standpoint, you look at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl right here in Atlanta, Georgia, between number 12 Pitt and number 10 Michigan State. Line has jumped all over the place. Kenny Pickett News floated out there about a week ago that he might not play in the game. Went to the Heisman ceremony. It's official now. Kenny Pickett not going to play for the Pitt Panthers on the other side. Not playing for the Michigan State uh, Spartans. Running back Kenneth Walker, probably number one running back going in the draft at some point where he'll go in the first round, not 100% sure. But 
top running back in America not going to play in this one. So we just talked about kind of COVID rules, right, uh, of players being out. Similar sort of things apply when you look at this particular game. I know the line is flipped, that Pitt was a three-point favorite. Now they're a two-and-a-half-point dog. So Michigan State now the favorite because they're probably player for player the more talented team, especially when you remove Kenny Pickett, the quarterback, the most important player out of the equation. Clearly, it's going to change things. But when you see this game and you're missing an offensive weapon like Kenny Pickett and you're missing an offensive weapon like Kenneth Walker, don't overthink it. Don't think long, think wrong. Just run to the window and bet the under. I mean, it, it's it, if both these teams get to 30, it would be semi-miraculous. Pitt's defense is intact. They are very good. Uh, I know Michigan State's pass defense has a ton of problems. In fact, the worst pass defense in the country. But you're asking a backup quarterback who's thrown about two more passes than you and I have this season to be able to take advantage of it. Uh, and even though there's a little bit of prep time there, it's different than live bullets. And we all know that. Um, I'll take the gamble that Pitt's backup quarterback will not be able to take advantage of a bad pass secondary enough to be able to put up 30. I trust Pitt's defense enough to slow down a Michigan State offense that without Kenneth Walker might not be able to move the ball as efficiently. Um, they can throw it. Uh, Michigan State's passing game is not terrible, but I just don't see a ton of points being scored. I know Mel Tucker, the head coach of Michigan State, will be plenty motivated to win this bowl game. He wants his team to win. But he plays tight and always has. He's willing to punt the ball away. Uh, he's, he's willing to go three and out and just put his defense back on the field because he trusts them. And it's going to be a kind of a little bit of a slog fest. I, I, I would expect the total to be in the mid-40s in this game. So it's an easy handicap for me from there. When you're missing those two offensive players, run to the window and uh, and go take go take the under in this game. Uh, rest of the New Year's Six Bowls, Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. I wonder how much... Notre Dame's offense, which has been on fire through the end of the season against some really bad defense, is going to be able to handle an Oklahoma State defense that's one of the best ones in the country and has a top-five run defense in the nation. Spencer Sanders, the quarterback for Oklahoma State, threw four picks in the Big 12 championship game. They were never able to recover. Does he make those same mistakes again? If he does, I don't give Oklahoma State much of a chance because they're not an offense that can recover well. They're not an offense that plays well from behind. They're an offense that plays much better with the lead if they can get one. Um, but I do think that motivation being the factor for Notre Dame being highly important here. Marcus Freeman, their new head coach, took over for Brian Kelly after he departed for greener pastures. His players are going to want to win this game for him. I don't know if they're, they're offensively good enough to get past Oklahoma State's defense. Forget everything, the problems with Oklahoma State's offense. As long as they don't commit a, a ton of mistakes, their defense is enough to give them the edge in this game. I like the Cowboys here. Uh, Rose Bowl, Ohio State and Utah. I expect points to be scored in this one. Both of these teams can score. Don't forget, Ohio State is still the best passing offense in the country, or best offense in the country, uh, and, and they had a clear Heisman prohibitive you know, candidate in C.J. Stroud all season long, their quarterback. I don't know if motivation is a real issue for both of these teams simply because it's the Rose Bowl and nobody wants to lose the Rose Bowl, right? It's 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 Of all the college bowl games, that's not the college football playoff. The Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, as they say, uh, is the one where there's a lot of pride in winning a Rose Bowl. You know, it, So I, I don't think anybody's going to be lacking motivation to win this game. Utah clearly wants to show that they belong um, after defeating Oregon twice uh, as the Pac-12 champion and not in the college football playoff. But if they do things offensively, that we think they could do. And they like to run it. And some people would say, well, that probably hurts the over. Uh, I'm in a spot here in this game where I think that the total is the way to go. Ohio State laying six feels right. It doesn't feel like it, it's a number that bothers you um, because they can score so easily. But if Utah can slow the pace down with their running, and I think they could still put up points um, and, and get into a situation where uh, they can get into the 30s. So I'm comfortable with with the total in that one. Then you get to the Sugar Bowl between Ole Miss and Baylor. It's now down to a pick em, a coin flip game. Uh, you get two real good head coaches in this spot between Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss, Dave Aranda of Baylor, uh, and sort of contrasting styles. You know, Aranda, a very defensive-minded coach, um, doesn't necessarily have this high-powered offense, and Lane Kiffin on the exact opposite side. The problem for me is that the last five weeks – of this Ole Miss offense with Matt Corral have not been impressive. I've said it repeatedly. This was a team that was averaging over 45 points a game through their first five or six games it was, and in the second half of the season, they averaged about 27. They just weren't able to score. 
part of that, quarterback Matt Corral of Ole Miss had the ankle injury, was hobbled, wasn't running as much, and that certainly changed things in their offense. Ole Miss defense is improved, and I think that this is a team that doesn't get enough credit for how much their defense is opportunistic and how much they can get stops when they need them. Uh, I like Ole Miss here. Originally, they were catching points. I liked them better as as sort of a dog in this spot, but I I don't think it really matters. I think Ole Miss is the more talented team. Uh, I think they're the better team. There's a lot more motivation, I think, for Baylor in this spot than than there is necessarily Ole Miss. But, uh, again, Ole Miss still trying to make the case that they're an SEC West powerhouse. We don't think of of them that way yet. Right, we get stuck on Alabama, LSU, Auburn, now even AM, who had the best recruiting class in the country, by the way, uh, earlier this week. We think of those teams. Well, Ole Miss rather wants to assert themselves as a top SEC, top SEC West team, and they want to punctuate their season, what could be a a a 12 win season for them, or an 11 win season rather for them, uh, and and win a New Year's Six Bowl on top of it. So I think the motivation is there. Um, but again, Baylor trying to prove that, hey, you know, as the Big 12 champ, we we belong in this spot and and we're just like the rest of you guys. So I like Ole Miss. Uh, you take a look real quickly at the college football playoff balls as we talked with Tim Brando earlier. Also here a spot. I think he's giving a lot of credit to Cincinnati and I guess it's deserved. I just I still think it's a mismatch. I still think it's it's a complete mismatch in favor of Alabama. Uh, I'm going to lay the points of them. If I'm under two touchdowns right now, 13 and a half, what we're seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be shy about it. And I know Alabama has done this several times this year where they've been a double-digit favorite, uh, you know, 13 points, 14 points, 18 points, 20 points, and they've come up short. Uh, I just don't know that Cincinnati, and I get their corners are good, but the scheme and the game plan that I saw Nick Saban put together against Georgia, who also has two NFL corners eventually showing up on that roster, uh, was was enough for me to look at this and go, this is about coaching. And I'm not taking anything away from Luke Fickle. Um, but Luke Fickle, compared to Nick Saban, there is a gap, like a, a canyon-sized gap between those two. Uh, and Saban's just got better horses in the barn. Now, if I'm Nick Saban, I would go back to my rushing attack and lean on those guys. If Brian Robinson is healthy, he was nursing that little lower body injury, that thigh uh, hamstring injury against Georgia, so they weren't able to run it as much as they really wanted to. But if he's healthy and he's a go, I'd lean on a run and just push these guys around. Alabama's bigger. They're stronger up front. uh, And whatever they did on the offensive line against Georgia, from a pass protection standpoint, I don't think Cincinnati has the horses to get home. And if Bryce Young does what he does with his feet, uh, Cincinnati the way he did against Georgia – this should be an easy cover for Bama. And I said the same thing in the other college football playoff game. I, I want to try to remove recency bias against Georgia. I just can't do it. There's, there's, I can't get out of my head the way that game went and how Georgia for three quarters was completely dominated up front. They couldn't get to the quarterback. They couldn't protect their own. They looked like the lesser team on the field. And Michigan's defense, and they are nasty, and they will take advantage. It could be a very, very disappointing end to what was a great season for the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, coming up next, we'll get into the NFL uh, and look at some of the Week 15 matchups that I am on. And also we'll talk to Ariel Epstein later on in this hour. It is Fred Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Thanks so much for watching us here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you joining me here, getting you ready for your full day of college bowls with some NFL this evening as well. Coming up here in a little more than 10 minutes, Ariel Epstein from Yahoo Sports will join us. We'll go through some props for week 15 in the NFL. Before the end of the show, I'll recap all of my picks, but let's get into the NFL in week 15 and the games that I'm on this week. And starting with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Denver Broncos from Denver. And you're looking at the Bengals here catching two, two and a half points, depending on where you're shopping. As you see right there, line is up to three. Um, don't be fooled by Denver being a favorite here. Uh, and when the line was at two and a half, it was one of those things where I felt like they were begging you to take Denver uh, as a short favorite at home. Ask yourself logically, if this game is on a neutral field, is Denver more talented than Cincinnati? Is Denver a better team than Cincinnati? The answer is no. I think you're getting value here um, with Cincinnati. I would almost put them as a one-point favorite in this spot. I don't like Cincinnati as a favorite this year. I really don't. I I haven't liked them as a favorite. I think they've been a tough favorite to like. Um, You know, you look at games uh, against the Jets that they they, they dropped, a favorite against Cleveland that they dropped. You know, I mean, these are games where I would have expected better out of them and they didn't show up. However, I do like them as a dog. Uh, I think they're a very talented team. I mean, as long as the weather is cooperating and we're not looking at a blizzard and a snowstorm uh, at mile high, that's going to slow down this offense. This should be a game that Cincinnati actually wins. And I would look at them as a money line play as well. Uh, I think they're the better team and the more talented team. I give a slight edge in coaching to Cincinnati. Vic Fangio, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, not a very offensively analytic based guy. Uh, he's sort of that old school mindset. And I think that actually hurts Denver against a team like Cincinnati. I give Cincinnati a ton of credit. I know they were home last week, but the way that they came back against San Francisco, uh, the way they fought into that game to, to push it into overtime, them being a dog in this spot makes me like them for those reasons. When you look at Denver, um, they are seven, five and one against the number this year. Five of those seven covers have come against really bad teams. The Giants, Jacksonville, the Jets, Washington and Detroit. So don't be fooled by the fact that this is a Denver team that is a highly talented, highly competitive team. They're good in good spots. And Teddy Bridgewater, the quarterback of the Broncos, is a great cover quarterback when he is an underdog. It's different when he's a favorite. I don't like laying points with Denver. I don't think their offense is good enough to lay points. And granted, it's less than a field goal, but it almost feels uh, like they are begging you to take Denver. And when I see a spot like this, I'll take the other side. And if you're getting it at two and a half, or even if you get it at three, as the line suggests right there, I think Cincinnati is the play. I got little reservations about the number two and a half or three. I think Cincinnati is the better team and they come out on top uh, and win this game. Next game that I'm on Seattle and the LA Rams. Uh, And again, the Rams being struck by COVID in a bad spot. I'm going to look to take advantage here. Both teams come in on two game winning streaks after losing the previous three. Before the COVID thing hit, 
with the Rams. This was setting up as a huge letdown spot for them. A big win last week at Arizona on national television. This was a prime letdown spot against the Seattle team that tends to play their teams in their division very, very tight. Uh, originally, the line was at six and a half. I think it's now down to four and a half. I'm okay with the line movement, and I understand why. But as I mentioned earlier when I was talking about how to bet COVID games, this could be a real problem when it's Russell Wilson with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett going through that secondary. Um, and again, the, the Rams defense this year, not what we're used to seeing, um, or at least not what we saw last year, if that's a better way to say it and a fairer way to say it. Um, this is a team that gives up 250 yards a game through the air. Um, that's not terrible, but it's certainly not what we're used to seeing. It's not great. Um, they're not a team that has a, has a you know, incredibly high turnover ratio. And, and they don't run the ball. So the Rams in this spot here are, from a scheme standpoint, disadvantaged. Um, yes, Matthew Stafford has done great this year, and I think he's played well. Um, but Matthew Stafford is not immune, and we've seen this earlier during that three-game losing streak. Bad games against Tennessee, bad game against San Fran, um, bad game against Green Bay. It, he's not immune from having a bad game. Uh, I don't like the spot at all for the Rams. You give me the COVID issues. You give me the fact that this is a Seattle team right now that as crazy as it sounds for as bad as they are at five and eight, think about this logically, especially when it pertains to the NFC. They win this one, their final three games of the year, Chicago, Detroit, and Arizona, who may at that point likely be resting starters uh, in a game that they don't need to win. So if they can win this one and they, they have a shot to run the table and win their final four and finish at nine and eight. Is nine and eight a record that is good enough to get you in the seventh playoff spot in the NFC? Yes, it is. This is a must win spot for Seattle. If they lose this, their season is effectively over and they won't be able to recover. And so everything is on the line for Seattle. Now, Pete Carroll's a guy that sort of, you know, lost me a little bit over the last couple of seasons as a head coach, but this spot right here for them, I think is huge. And I think they come up big and Russell Wilson plays big. And it doesn't, the, the money line would not be a bad play either. Like, honestly, it's not. You see there, the plus 190, you're getting nearly two to one. Uh, for a team that was a normal touchdown underdog, for the money line still to be in that spot at two to one, I think is advantageous to you. I like Seattle, and I'd look to the under two. Because if this thing is going over, that means the Rams are scoring a ton of points. Short of the, the situation where we see Seattle blow this team out 40 to 10, which I don't think is really a, a, a possibility of happening. Uh, the under is likely to come in here and it's a correlating bet situation. The under comes in, it's Seattle. If the over comes in, it's going to be the Rams. Next up, Cleveland and the Raiders, uh, a spot where another COVID game where I think you can still find some value. Uh, and when you look at the Browns and what they have dealt with all week long and what the situation is for them, I'm actually still going to take the points that I'm getting here uh, and and take Cleveland. I was really going to take Cleveland when it was Case Keenum and not Baker Mayfield because I almost felt like you can make an argument that might have been an upgrade. Uh, certain people might have agreed with me on that. Nick Mullins is a different animal, and, and I don't really trust him. But here's what I do trust. I trust Nick Chubb, and I trust the fact that even though Kevin Stavansky, the head coach, is COVID and won't be on the sidelines, the game plan is to feed Nick Chubb relentlessly. And this is a Raiders team that's near the bottom of the league in rush defense. They give up 125 yards a game on the ground. Cleveland's defense is not ravaged by COVID. Most of it is on the offensive side. Uh, and it's skill position players. I think four of the five offensive linemen are still there. And so if you give me the O-line, you give me the running back, and you give me this Cleveland defense, I like them in this spot. The Raiders right now, guys, they are a post-college girl after a breakup. Emotionally, they are a complete mess. They cannot get out of their own way. And if you look at what has gone on the last six weeks, save the Thanksgiving game, which I don't know in, in retrospect how they pulled that rabbit out of their hat. I have no clue how they showed up for that game, maybe because it was on national television, maybe because it was Thanksgiving. They won't play that game again for another century. But other than that, 16, 14, 13, 15, and 9 is what their offense has put up the last five weeks. In a must-win spot last week against Kansas City, they got demolished. They got embarrassed. They weren't even in that game by the end of the first quarter. It was done. I don't know how this team gets back up for a, a, a game against the Cleveland team that absolutely is motivated to win despite everything. 
And there's nothing better than Cleveland would love to be able to stick their thumbs in the eyes of the NFL and say, forget it, man. We're going to win anyway. Um, Vegas going in the wrong direction. Cleveland needing a win. They got the key personnel in the right spots. Nick Chubb, that defense. Uh, I'm catching a point here. I'll take the Browns in this spot. And then finally, Jacksonville and Houston. Never did I ever think I would bet on a Jacksonville-Houston game. I have a steadfast rule at this point in the season. Never bet on a game with two teams that are loser teams with nothing to play for. That's what Jacksonville and Houston are. Loser teams with nothing to play for. However, Urban Meyer gets fired after all the turmoil, and look what happens. Uh, the line moves <laughs> in favor of the Jaguars. I got to tell you, I understand that Urban Meyer and players may be relieved and, and James Robinson may get the ball again and everything else. But in what world did Jacksonville become talented enough and coached enough to be favored by five points over anybody? This is still illogical. I don't. I can't recall I've ever seen a coach getting fired and a line moving up in the direction of the team that the coach got fired. Like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. It is fishy, uh, but five points is just too much. Davis Mills... And the Texans in this spot, uh, look, both these teams are bad offenses. They're bad defenses. And I have a lot of concern about the Houston rush defense giving up 150 yards a game on the ground. It could spell bad news. It's not a heavy for me, but I'm still not going to ever lay five points with Jacksonville. I'll take the points with the Houston Texans. So there it is. I also told you earlier, I'm in the over tonight between Indianapolis and New England. Coming up next, we'll look at props, side and total with Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sports right here on Point Spread Saturday on VEASAN, the sports betting network. More to come. Stay with me. This is Point Spread Saturday on VEASAN, the sports betting network. The college bowl season is kicked off, and VEASAN has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game or just want to find a few key high-value props, the VEASAN College Bowl Betting Guide is here and can give you an edge. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash bowl guide. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno. Appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with us as we get you set for a full day of college bowls capped off by the NFL week 15 starting tonight between the Indianapolis Colts and the New England Patriots. But to get us through what has been a crazy COVID filled week in the NFL, let's welcome in the prop queen herself, one of the best handicappers around when it comes to the NFL. She is Ariel Epstein here from Yahoo Sportsbook on Point Spread Saturday. Ariel, good morning and thank you for being here. Thanks so much, Mark, for having me. All right. Uh, lots to get to in the NFL. Before we get to your best bets or your best props of the weekend, I'm curious how much the COVID and players and everything else have affected the way you're handicapping games. Take me through a little bit what has changed for you with all this COVID news, and is there a way to find value? The way that I find value is by looking at certain games like the Cleveland Browns, for example, where you look to a game where you have a third-string quarterback. What's he going to do? Probably going to have to dump the ball off, probably going to have to run the football. You look at players like running back Nick Chubb, and even where I was looking prior to the game got moved was their, their third-string running back, Dearness Johnson. That's where you can find some value. Someone like Johnson, who is going to take over after Kareem Hunt now, not only was hurt and wasn't going to play anyway, he's also on the COVID list. Johnson's gotten reps back there, and he could be your pass catching running back as opposed to Nick Chubb, who will just grind and run the football up the middle. The other way that I think that COVID affects the betting world is because you can't really bet these games early. It just has so much 2020 written all over it, where the sharpest bettors in the world who love to bet the NFL as soon as the lines came out, they didn't even want to do that last year. They probably this week are being extra cautious too. I'm the same way, just being cautious, not betting games too early and making sure that I stay away from a lot of the games that had some COVID outbreaks and waiting them out until the day of. Yeah. All right, Ariel, let's get your best props for the weekend. What are the two or three plays that you're looking at for betters? The first one's actually tonight. I really do like the over 16 and a half receiving yards on Colts running back Naheem Hines. The Patriots allow for the fourth most receiving yards per game to the run to running back. And Hines has gone back to back over 25 and uh, over 25 receiving yards 
in the last two weeks, in addition to going over 17 receiving yards in five of his last six weeks. I'm taking the Colts running back, Naheem Hines, over in his receiving yards of 16 and a half. I also do like for the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, over 37 and a half yards for his longest completion. Tennessee allows the most receiving yards to wide receivers. They rank sixth in passing yards allowed to quarterbacks. The Steelers have Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson at the wide receiver position. Both of them have at least 12 big plays, which means plays for over 20 yards. Five of the last six weeks, Big Ben went over this number. The only week that he didn't, he threw for 37 on his longest completion. So Big Ben over 37 and a half yards, longest completion. My last one, this one's a redemption game for me. The Jaguars running back, um, James Robinson, over rushing yards. I haven't seen if it came out yet, actually. I probably should look at that. The Houston Texans have been the worst run defense for the last two years. Like Not even like bottom three. They are the worst run defense in football the last two years. Houston's allowing 128 rushing yards per game. In game one this year, Robinson was run five times. Five. His head coach, Urban Meyer, no longer there, considering uh, you should have been fired after you only ran you're running back five times against the worst run defense in football. Redemption spot for me, redemption spot for Robinson over on his rushing yards against Houston. Ariel, interesting you brought that game up. I just mentioned it a moment ago. I'm actually taking the Texans uh, in that game. I know it's crazy. I just, you are very good at noticing fishy lines. It's fishy to me that this line actually moved in favor of the Jaguars up to minus five because the coach was fired. That's not something you usually see. Is that a sign to you that the Jaguars are the right side in this game? People are just going to be betting this because it's that post-firing of a head coach where teams rally and they aren't as bad as uh, everyone thinks they are because their coach is gone. They were just playing badly because they hated their coach. It's always this rhetoric. It happened last year even in basketball when you looked at the Atlanta Hawks. Their coach got fired, and all of a sudden the team started rallying, and they made a playoff push. Now I don't see that, of course, happening with the Jaguars. However, I could see why this line's moving in favor of Jacksonville. For Fishy Line, I'll have to look at when those numbers come out about the bet slips and the public because I'm sure that the public's betting this line. So it wouldn't be considered a fishy line if 80 percent of the public's backing jacksonville and this line continues to move in their favor the place that it would be fishy is if the line starts to move now in favor of houston yeah uh i still i'm not ever laying five with the jacksonville jaguars i'm just absolutely no. not going to do it so, so uh no. i'm I, glad that i already it, hit the under on their win total for the season of six and a half i don't need to bet on the jaguars anymore that was my only bet on the jaguars was against the jaguars and it hit there you go. Uh, let's look look at tonight's game. I know you mentioned you had a, a player prop with Naeem Hines, but uh, I, I said earlier that when I looked at this line, uh, it was akin to a girlfriend telling a boyfriend, no, you don't need to get me anything for Christmas. It's a trap. Don't fall into it. Uh, New England catching points to me seems like a trap. I actually think the Colts are the right side. I like the over tonight, um, and I think you're on the under, too. We talked about this earlier, but I just Indianapolis' offense seems to show up against better teams. Um, they scored 31 against the Colts. They scored 41 against the uh, 31 against the the Buccaneers, rather 41 against uh, the Buffalo Bills. They seem to show up in big spots. I think the over is the right side tonight. That's why I teased the total up, and I bet the under. It's in the two-team teaser with the Chargers at plus nine, in addition to the Patriots Colts up to 51, betting that under. It's just the way that I've been betting Patriots games recently. The book has caught on to how good the Patriots' defense is. They've been the best defense, allowing the least points per game in the league. However, the, the, that means that the lines have now gotten a little bit too low on the Patriots. Each week, it's been around 42-43. It is telling that this week, it's around 45 and a half. It's one of the higher totals I've seen for the Patriots this year. I'm okay with us kind of falling in the middle where this one lands anywhere between a 46 and a 50, so we both could win on this one. So that's why I wasn't so willing to bet the under on a 45. I would bet the under on a 51. I do see this being one of those games where the Patriots always like to manage the game clock. They like to make sure that they get possession. The Colts are going to try to limit the hands in Mac Jones. Uh, the ball in Mac Jones's hands, and they could just run the football with their best running back in football in Jonathan Taylor. That's why I could see this one being more of a slow-paced game, tailing more towards the under. However, 45-and-a-half is just a little fishy for me because these lines for the Patriots have been 42-43 all week. All right, uh, final one here. Uh, two, weeks ago, 
two weeks ago, this game would have been top billing in the NFL this week, and you have a personal vested interest in it because you are a Ravens fan. Packers at Ravens, the number continues to move up in favor of Green Bay being a bigger favorite. Lamar Jackson, questionable to play. Tyler Huntley didn't requite himself bad last week. They just got in too big of a hole, but uh, how do you handicap this game? I've heard from a lot of the people in Baltimore that it looks as if Lamar Jackson's not going to play this week. We'll see. Still have a few. We still have a few hours to find out if it is in fact Tyler Huntley. I am not going to take a side. It's the Ravens, and you just never know with this miracle team. Six and a half is crazy. I can't. It's just indicating to me that Lamar's not going to play solely because this line was five and a half all week. The way to play it, go take Tyler Huntley in his rushing yards. The Ravens quarterback has been running the ball just like Lamar Jackson can. The Packers have struggled against mobile running backs. They've been bottom 10 in allowing the most rushing yards per game to QBs. So I'm going to take the Huntley rushing yards prop. Any other final thoughts on the week, Eric? We've got about a minute left. Any other games that you really like? Well, I did really like Washington all week until Taylor Heineke was put on the COVID list. So that was pretty unfortunate. That line did weirdly move against Philly by a point. It was around nine and a half earlier this, about a day or two ago, and now it's down to eight and a half. So just keep an eye on that one. Um, any other lines? Um, I pretty much gave you everything that I know so far. So we'll see if there's any fishy lines coming around in the next 24 hours. All right. Well, we appreciate your time this morning. Go enjoy your Saturday uh, starting the NFL and obviously week 15. And good luck to your Ravens. They may need it this week. But Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sportsbook here. Thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. Thanks. Good luck this weekend. All right. Uh, fantastic stuff from Ariel as always. I mean, I, I don't know anybody who does props better than she does, man. Uh, you talk about the, the hustle and knowing stuff that I would never know. Uh, so credit to her. But she's a great tale if you're looking for some bets. Uh, to to follow this weekend. All right, um, coming up, we will get into um, my picks for the weekend. Uh, everything in college in the NFL. We'll do that on the other side. We've got more to get to here on Point Spread Saturday. Interesting to note, real quick. One thing I am watching for Sunday is the Bills game against the Panthers. It's a weird situation. If New England loses tonight. The Bills will have extra motivation on Sunday to close within a game, and those two teams play each other coming up in Week 16. Something to look for. We'll dive into that more a little bit when we get back here on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zimmel. Thanks so much for watching these and these Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a Play Card Debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll. With PlayCard, visit PlayCard.com today to apply, subject to card activation and ID verification, terms and costs apply. Card issued by Medibank and a member FDIC. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno, final segment of the show. A huge day for betters as we got seven bowl games and an NFL game as well. Lots of college hoops and NBA this evening. Make sure you stay locked into VEASAN all throughout the day and vcin.com to check on the latest information that you need to place all of your bets. So let's get to my plays for the day in both college and the NFL. We'll start with the bowl season uh, tonight. The New Orleans Bowl, the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl between the Raging Cajuns, Louisiana, and Marshall, a de facto home game for Louisiana. I'm going to lay the four and a half here. Uh, this is a game where it sets up badly for Marshall, who has a bad run defense against a Louisiana team that has a very good run offense. Uh, Louisiana averages 195 a game on the ground. Marshall gives up 190. Louisiana is the second best turnover differential in the country. And even though Billy Napier, their head coach, is gone, took the job at Florida, they'll be coached by co-offensive coordinator Michael DeSormo. Um, they have the talent. They have the players. They have the run game. Uh, I am going to lay the points here with Louisiana as a short favorite uh, with very little hesitation. I told you earlier this year when Marshall played App State, uh, who's playing in a bowl game today, they gave up 280 yards rushing to Appalachian State, and that's a team that is not as good of rush offense as Louisiana is. So I'm on Louisiana in a de facto home game. Moving on to uh, the Los Angeles Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl at SoFi Stadium in L.A. tonight, 7.30 kickoff. Utah State getting 7.5 points. From Oregon State, it's that typical smaller conference champ against a power five school uh, who has so much to play for. Motivation being a huge factor here. I get Utah State catching more than a touchdown. I love them in this spot today. Uh, this is a Utah State team that throws for over 300 yards a game against a middle-of-the-road Oregon State pass defense. I love Utah State today, and I also like them on the money line. You're getting better than 2-1. to one. Is a great money line sprinkle. Utah State five and two against the spread this season, without right upsets in all five of their covers. This is another spot here where not only will they cover, I think they win the game outright. As a great money line play for this evening. Uh, fourth bowl game that I'm on: New Mexico Bowl between UTEP and Fresno State. Uh, Fresno laying 11, total of around 51, 11 and a half, depending on where you're shopping. Um, Kalen DeBoer, the head coach of Fresno, has left to take the head coaching job at Washington. Jay Kaner, their quarterback, has entered the transfer portal. Jalen Henderson, their backup, has thrown exactly eight more passes this season than you and I have. This is a bad spot for Fresno. I know that they average uh, 33 points a game and they over 330 yards passing. It doesn't matter when you're going to a backup quarterback. Plus, UTEP has the 23rd best pass efficiency defense in college football, they only give up 200 yards a game through the air. It's a bad matchup spot. Love the miners today catching this many points. They're getting 11, a great spot for them. Uh, even though Fresno is probably the higher, more talented team, they won't be today missing all the key players that they are. UTEP plus 11, one of my better bets for the day. And then finally in college, I'm going to look right here to Atlanta where I am. Celebration Bowl, the HBCU Bowl between Jackson State, South Carolina State, Jackson State, of course, coached by Deion Sanders, who just flipped the number one recruit in the country to his university. First time since they've been counting stars in 2006 for high school recruits. A five-star athlete has chosen HBCU, a non-Power 5 school, over 
a power five school. But I'm going to look to the total in this game, a little bit of a contrarian over in this spot with the number being at 42 for South Carolina State. There's last seven games have gone to the under for Jackson State. Their last three games have gone to the under. But it's simple math here for me when I look at it. Jackson State averages around 30 points a game. South Carolina State gives up around 30 points a game. Even though South Carolina averages offensively 25 and Jackson State only gives up 14, it's just a pure math equation. If I get Jackson State to 28 and I even think they can get to 30, all I got to do is get South Carolina State to get me to 14 and I'm in cover territory. So if 28-14 gets me to 42 and it also gets the cover for Jackson State, probably a little bit too rich for me to lay this many points with Jackson State, although I do think they'll be motivated. I think Dion wants to have his team play well on a national stage and go out there and try to win a game uh, and get an 11-win season uh, in his back pocket in his first year. So I think it's incredibly important uh, for Jackson State to win the game. A little too much of a, of a big number for me, but I do like the over uh, between those two teams. And I said a little bit of a, of a contrarian over uh, for me there as well. All right, on to the NFL. Uh, in the game tonight, I'm going to play the over. Indianapolis, their offense and their coach, they show up. Four big games in this spot. We talked to Ariel Epstein a moment ago from Yahoo Sportsbook as she talked about the fact that sportsbooks are finally catching up to the New England total and raising a little bit because so many unders have come in. Come in. But again, a little bit of a contrarian spot given that the, the four of the last six for Indianapolis have gone over. Six of the last nine have gone over for um, have gone over for New England with their defense starting to show up. I think it's a really good spot here uh, to play the other side. Indianapolis and New England both like to run the ball, and people think that would lean to the under. Again, uh, this is a spot where Indianapolis will force New England to have to score. They're inside a dome. Weather's not going to be a factor. Uh, and so from that standpoint, this is a place where they're going to feel comfortable throwing the ball and taking some shots that you wouldn't think. So I'll take the overtime. Again, a little bit of a contrarian play for me. At 45 and a half, I think we can get to 46, 27, 20, I think is a real possibility uh, for these two teams when it's all said and done. Like the Bengals catching points, talked about a trap game uh, earlier. I feel like they're trying to bait you to take Denver, getting less than or giving less than a field goal in this spot. I like the Bengals. I think that they are uh, a team that that uh, is more talented than Denver. I think that they are a team that absolutely is uh, being undervalued here in this spot. If you put these two teams on a neutral field, um, I don't think it's a pick em game. I think Cincinnati's a favorite. And so from that standpoint, I'll take the points with Cincinnati uh, in this spot. Denver, five of their seven covers this year have been against really bad teams. The Giants, the Jets, Jacksonville, Washington, Detroit. These are the teams that they're covering against. Against good teams, they don't struggle. They don't cover and they struggle. And that's why uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati here as well. Uh, and Cincinnati, believe it or not, weird trend if you're into this sort of thing, 10-0 and 0 against the number when they travel outside of the Eastern time zone in their last 10 games. So, uh, And they're also, they've won their last four games against the spread in Denver. Don't be shy about the mile high, the weather. Cincinnati's used to it. They know how to play it there. I like Seattle uh, on Monday night against the Rams at SoFi Stadium. I know the numbers come down due to the Rams being at COVID. But as I said earlier, this is a must-win spot for Seattle. Believe it or not, they are still in this playoff hunt. If they win this game, they finish up the regular season with Chicago, Detroit, and Arizona, who may be resting starters at that point in a game that they would win. Nine and eight will be good enough to put you in the playoffs, possibly in the NFC. And it might be that seventh seed is in a nine and eight team when it's all said and done. So Seattle's still alive, but they got to win this week. So this is absolutely a must-win spot for them or their season is done. Uh, and, and with all the COVID issues that they're dealing with, particularly Jalen Ramsey, when he is out of that L.A. secondary, it's going to be really problematic for that secondary to cover D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Also kind of like the under in this spot here, but it leads to Seattle. Uh, if it goes over, it's because the Rams are scoring, uh, which I don't think they'll be able to given all the players that they're missing. Uh, so it's a correlating bet situation. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns. They are now a dog against the Raiders. The Raiders are a hot emotional mess. Uh, I don't know that they can get up for any game. Look what happened to them last week in a game that they had to win to stay alive in the playoff chase. They got demolished. And in their last six games, they've only showed up for one of them. That was the Thursday night game on Thanksgiving in Dallas. They managed to win it. And still, in retrospect, I don't know how. Given that their offense in the previous six games other than Thanksgiving have scored 16, 14, 13, 15, and 9. 
their offense is punchless right now. And I, and Cleveland's defense is not affected by COVID. Their defense is, is, is 100% ready to go. That's enough for me for them to shut down this Raiders offense. Nick Chubb will get a whole lot of handoffs. He's a great player prop this week if you're looking for it. And I think that that is a spot where you can totally take advantage of a number being flipped uh, where Cleveland is now a dog. And then finally, I, I keep going to this game, and I may regret I may totally stick my foot in my mouth on this one uh, and be totally wrong on this. But the Jaguars line, again, continues to move in favor of them. It was at three and a half, which I loved Houston at, at the beginning of the week. It's now up to five. I, there's just no reason Jacksonville should be favored by five over anybody. I, I, I just don't understand how they got more talented. I get that their coach is gone, and the players are now rallied because they hated the guy, and James Robinson will get more carries, which is dramatic. Because, you know, he's playing against a defense that gives up 150 rushing yards a game. But it's just too many points for me uh, to ever lay with Jacksonville. I'm going to take Houston here, take the five points. I may be wrong, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm willing to risk it at this point. So, again, that does have a point spread Saturday. I hope everybody has a Christmas holiday. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you joining me. Stay locked into VSIN for all your betting needs. This has been Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.